Welcome to Slow and Steady, the podcast where you get to follow along as we build products in public. Each week, we'll give you an honest peek into our lives as we share our struggles, our wins, and everything in between. I am Benedicta, and I am feeling frustrated. And I'm Benedict. Today is March 29th. This is episode number 133, and I'm feeling optimistic. And boy, I can tell you're <laughs> frustrated, like you rushed that into uh, that intro. Mm. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I want so, to get this done now. <laughs> I opened the blinders of my windows before the recording that we were going to have with a Steve, who will then be a future guest because his internet did not work, uh, which makes me even more frustrated. But what made me frustrated in the uh, first hand here is it's it snowed. It's snowing. It's <laughs> snowing. It's not supposed to snow now. I was wondering why I was so cold. I like wrapped myself in blankets and then I opened my my blinders. I mean, this morning it was not snowing and then I've been sitting with it down because there was so much sun coming in through the windows and I was like, what lovely spring weather we have. And then suddenly I just like peeked out and it was snow it wasn't just snowing. It was like snowing sideways. sideways. It was snowing <laughs> sideways. And uh, But then I was like, okay, we're going to do this amazing interview with um steve who is making tl draw and then his internet just ended up not working so that kind of a day i guess um <laughs> yeah but i'm also kind yeah. of i don't know i'm also feeling a little frustrated that there you know that we don't have or we don't have any of us have kind of unlimited time or energy i guess i would just i just want to do all the things i want to travel i want to code on pow i want to create plugins for people i want to write my emails i want to do it all but there's there isn't enough time or as i guess i wrote in my notes there is enough time but is there enough energy i don't know <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because yeah, I yeah. will binge Bridgerton too this week. So I mean, there are there's time, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, it feels a little frustrating. It's just like, and I have so when you start working on something again, like Pow, like there are so many like new ideas and marketing ideas and content ideas and feature ideas, and you know you got to prioritize those, and we also need to prioritize kind of the queen work to make money, hopefully, while we're building out Pow. Because even if Pow became like a major success within the next six months, like it's not going <laughs> to bring, you know, it's going to be slow and steady before that brings in a lot of cash. So we yeah. keep working on the queen, queen, queendom, I guess, with uh, offering, you know, the the demonstration integrate or demo integration that I talked about. But now we're also going to do, which is my original thought, but it seems like the time is is being is getting there like time the market is catching up with us on on services needing help with their source plugins which is kind of my like more aligned and even more niche and more aligned with what i really enjoy doing and gatsby just released image cdn their own image cdn and a new way to do images that speeds everything up and it's super interesting and we did a stream last week with what I'm, I keep calling him Ward because that's what I've read on the Twitter, but I mean, he's European, so it's uh, Wart. <laughs> um, he was on stream and we added image uh, CDN support to one of the plugins that I have for kind of like demo purposes. One of the source plugins we do as a demo or, or proof, of con proof of concept kind of plugin. Yeah, 
and that was a lot of fun. But anyway, back to the the frustration is that I just want to do it all. Um, <laughs> and uh, gotta go slow and steady. Yes, gotta say that once at least every episode. Um, you can do you can do it all, just not at once, right? Yes, but it's so <laughs> frustrating. Um, and all the cliches are right. You know, you underestimate what you can do in a. In uh, in a, you know you overestimate what you can do in a month, and you underestimate what you can do in a year. So if you just kind of like lay it out and do it sequentially, it's gonna. I will have time within the next five years, um, <laughs> but I want to do now, like next month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I guess I just need to sit down and do some kind of strategy or um, just calendar. Take out, get out a calendar and plan some focus project which is one of my mentors talk about where you kind of define a focus project and it has to be less than 30 days calendar wise and then you kind of slot those out um and kind of get get these projects completed um before you start too much too much yeah yeah but on that note of doing too much, leaving on uh, Saturday for the Americas. So if you're in New York or Minnesota next week, let me know. And we can do another slow and steady slash queen meetup, informal meetup. Um, so just reach out to me on Twitter DMs if you uh, if you would like to meet. I would love to meet, uh, meet you if you are in any of those cities. It was a blast in London. So I want to repeat that. And to conclude my frustrating update, no, <laughs> which is not so frustrating, <laughs> we have decided to publish the Gatsby version of the POW marketing site this week, and it's on track, and it will be done by Thursday. We're going to show it off on stream on Thursday and maybe do some additional work on it. And it felt a little bit like busy work. You know, our Squarespace site is working. It just feels really wrong when your other business is to be a Gatsby expert to have your marketing site on um, on Squarespace. <laughs> but I'm also noticing that some of my like writing hesitation is being kind of unblocked because one of the things I really don't like about Squarespace is their blogging interface both how it looks like it's all like cent centered usually like you really have to go in and override if like not all the text is supposed to be centered so for the people reading it i find it a little annoying uh that might have been improved but anyways so i just didn't like that and also just writing it like going into that you know as a developer we just don't like <laughs> cmss do we um so having to be able to just stay in my beloved markdown and write like I do my emails, it just made me want to write again for POW, like write more for POW. Um, and I was talking to some other, you know, developer founders when I was in Athens, and it seemed like when I told them about my setup for my queen emails, where I write, you know, in Markdown, I publish it to my site, and then that becomes an RSS feed, and then our, the RSS feed is pushed to ConvertKit, and then ConvertKit makes emails for me. A lot of them were like, what? I can do that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to go into the what you see is what you get editor of whatever thing that I'm using. And I was like, yes. And I think even though it's like this weird excuse, it's still, it takes you out of your flow, right? It takes you out of where you're comfortable and doing something scary as writing 
can be, and at least if I'm going to write for POW, and at least if I'm going to write for more of a personal experience with, you know, why I made POW and how POW helps me in my life, then I want to make, you know, the rest of the experience as comfortable and familiar as possible so that, you know, you only kind of have one thing that makes you yeah. um, scared or, uh, you know, procrastinating <laughs> or whatever. Um, so I don't think it was, it was a little bit of a busy, busy work, but also I think it, I think it was the right thing to do. And hopefully with, with Gatsby though, my plan is that we'll source the more technical things or the, whatever I write and Ulla writes from Markdown. And then, uh, if we do get these other, you know, have keeping on like talking to these other people that are going to be onboarded, um, I am thinking of maybe letting them write in Google Docs because I've heard some people as sourcing content from Google Docs and that being, you know, the preferred place for a lot of non-technical people to write. So why first write it in Google Docs, do all the kind of editing and commenting there and then copy paste it into a CMS uh, when it looks like you can just keep it in Google Docs and source from Google Docs on build with Gatsby. So I think that will be uh, my approach, letting everyone just write where they are most comfortable and then <laughs> source it and mesh it together and make a make it look like a cohesive blog um, yeah. without it having to be that on the back end. So yeah, that's on my mind today. A uh, little, little frustrated, but it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. <laughs> I'm leaving for the Americas where it's also the coldest spring, it seems like in ages and Athens was the coldest it'd been in ages so maybe I shouldn't come visit your town <laughs> <laughs> London was warm though London was warm so it's not might not be me but we'll see <laughs> well nice um what's up with you you're optimistic the opposite of me I feel <laughs> yeah 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 uh, I'm optimistic um, <clears throat> because I feel like I'm and now that I say it out loud, I feel like I've been saying it for the last three episodes or so. I'm feeling optimistic about the import implementation. And I feel like we're on the last stretch for good now. Um, <laughs> we actually imported. Uh, we actually um, finished, la finished like a first version of it last week. And then, of course, we we ran it. And then we noticed, okay, we th there are a couple of more things, things we have to change uh, now that we run it in production. Um but that's what we're working on this week, uh, basically polishing a little bit more. Um, and I'm hopeful that the list of to-dos isn't getting any longer anymore. Um, hopefully, I just work through that and then we can ship it. Um, but uh, then again, um, like today, uh, we had a support request that was like pretty obviously a spammer trying to get their email list imported. Um, because like the name on the initial email didn't match the the email address didn't which didn't match their user list account like they all like three different names and email addresses that were obviously spammy like one of them was even had like it was an obvious like throwaway email account and they wrote into support asking to get the import feature enabled so <laughs> We, we might not enable this feature by default and just like have people email in uh, to get it enabled because, yeah, I don't know. This could have been much worse if the feature was already out there and enabled by default because then they would just import a list and like 
start spamming people. So, anyways, um, I'm optimistic because we're making good progress there. Um, I'm also optimistic because last week was pretty productive, like for for a change. Um, yeah, as I said, like we finished that import stuff in between um, in between calls last Tuesday, basically in between the recording, uh, the podcast recording, and a couple of other calls. I was able to update our backend application to the most recent version of Ruby and to the most recent version of Rails, which were both um, at least minor version. Like Ruby was a minor version upgrade and Rails was a major version upgrade. <clears throat> and I was able to do them both in one day uh, in between calls. So <laughs> that's a success in my books. <clears throat> Absolutely. And uh, I've been, uh, I, I, I had been putting both off for quite a while because like, just like updating and then running the tests, it was like a nightmare of red. Uh, like at least half of the tests were broken, um, but it turns out it wasn't that easy. It uh, wasn't that difficult to fix. So um, yeah, that's all good. And then also last week we published the heap integration we started a couple of weeks ago, um, and it's now up and running on production. It's enabled in in heap. Actually, I have to check if we're listed in the directory yet, but it's working. It's up and running. Um, we got the copy approved and, and all of that. And uh, we're scheduled for some co-promotion with them uh, sometime in April. I'm not entirely sure about the timeline, but um, looking forward to that because um, it's a relatively unique approach to uh, integrating with Heap. Um and we added a new concept of like external segments into user lists. So right now you have the segments you manage inside of user list where you add conditions and stuff like that. And the external segments are basically managed in heap. Mm. And heap tells us about like what's happening, like who's joining and who's leaving. And we replicate that in user lists. And then you can run automations based on your segments in heap, which is quite nice and interesting because while I think our segmentation engine is super powerful. I think uh, Heap's edge uh, uh, is maybe even a little bit more powerful, or they have like slightly different like data because they do like page views and clicks and all of that. So I feel like it's quite complementary in, in the things you can do with it. So um, how does it work yeah, under the? How does the integration work under the hood? Did you have to create a new? Yeah, you had to create the external segment. Um, concept on your end, but how how are you communicating with Heap? Would that be in the same way you are with the other integrations, or did you have to do something new there as well? Um, so what we had to change was basically like we changed our segments to have like different behaviors. So there's now a field on the segments that tells uh, tells the system if they either manage externally. Or internally, when it's internally, we run the automation engine on our side. Otherwise, we don't do anything. And um, for the integration with them, it connects via OAuth. So you click a button inside of user list. It does like the usual dance of like <laughs> confirming it. And once that is done, they send us webhooks about changes to the segments. Um, basically, inside their system. When you manage segments, you now have an option to enable like external services on those segments. So you can't pick and choose which ones to synchronize. And once you click that button, they will start sending us 
the initial update with like the, the the current list, and then I think every four hours they will send an update with with uh, deltas and uh, who got removed and who got added. Oh, um, interesting. And that's yeah, it's was relatively simple, um, and it's it's pretty cool. The only downside is um, that we just get identifiers from from them, so. Um, they don't tell us anything else, like no email addresses, no names, no additional properties. So you have to integrate both systems, like both user list and heap into your application. But once you've done that, you can harness the full power of both, I guess. Um, and that's pretty cool. It feels like a very good use of like how the internet was supposed to work as well. Like you send webhooks, so there's an update and, you know, they're separate, but they can work together. It's like a beautiful example yeah yeah that's <laughs> of the true. arc the, like the architecture behind all we do um using yeah, it as I, intended i i feel like webhooks are one of the best inventions in that regard of the last couple of years because yes you still have to do some custom code but well i guess webhooks and oauth um are insanely useful standard when when it comes to like connecting tools and making them work nicely together. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about that. Cool. Um, so that's what, what we did on the product side last week. Um, the other thing we started this week, and it's a little bit of a nightmare, to be honest, is uh, with more people on the team, um, we decided that it's a good time to migrate our email infrastructure like our company email infrastructure from uh the the shared host so we were using under jane's like personal uh account for now to uh google google workspaces i think is the current name they keep changing it every three months or so um and we're going we're going back and forth about should we go to to google workspace or could, should we go to Fastmail or something like that but ultimately because we're using Google Docs so much, uh, we figured it would probably make sense to have like the calendar and docs and the sheets and like all of it in one place and have it centrally managed with all our employees and contractors on it. But uh, it's it's just not a pleasant experience to set this up. Um, first, it didn't let me pick my preferred email address, so I had to come up with a new one. <laughs> um, not sure why, why. What then, was, it just didn't want to like i was trying to get like benedict at userless.com and mm -hmm. it was like nope you're not allowed it's 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 not valid whatever um okay so i did like benedict.dyke at userless.com that was fine for some reason um that at least allowed us to create the account and add billing information and then we we're starting to invite uh, our contractors and everyone who, who's going to get a new account. And Jane at userlist account, uh, uh, userlist.com wasn't a problem, and Leo and all the others. And at last, we, we were like, okay, let's try Benedict at userlist.com uh, again. <laughs> and of course, it worked. <laughs> so I'm not quite <laughs> sure what, what the initial problem was. And uh, down the process, at some point, we decided, yeah, let's get rid of that additional account. Like the, the first one he set up. So we made the other ones the admin user, and we deleted it. So it, now I've got the email address I wanted, and I'm not sure why it wasn't able to do this in the first place. So anyways, um, 
after we got done with that hurdle, um, that took us like <laughs> quite a while on, on Monday. So earlier today, we decided, okay, let's finish it, like set all the email forwards and stuff like that and migrate the DNS records over. So we did that. And then we obviously also wanted um, DKIM authentication and signing on the, on the DNS headers and stuff like that. Um, DNS records and email headers. So we tried to set that one up and it didn't work. Like there was no, there's a button like generate new, new, new keys and it just returns an error message and there's no, nothing, no previous value or anything. Okay, I'm and getting more frustrated up. now. You're optimistic, <laughs> but I am even more frustrated on your behalf. <laughs> yeah, like we got frustrated as well. It was pretty annoying. And we, <laughs> surprising thing about like interaction with Google, like my first time uh, actually that it, this worked, like we started a support chat and we were first in the queue. And like after a minute or so, we had some, like we had, we were talking to a person. And they basically told us, yeah, um, this is expected behavior because you're not allowed to set up uh, DKIM keys until 72 hours after account creation. And like, what? <laughs> like, expect <laughs> us to, like, we're starting a trial. You want us to migrate all of our email over. And you actually let us change configuration and anything. But, like, this part, you, there's just an error message with, like, it failed and you're not telling us why. And then you tell me it's like, because the account isn't older than 72 hours. And they're like, yeah, yeah, that's how it is. And, but don't worry. Like you just turn off, like you did your DMAC, uh, DMARC policies to just allow basically everyone on the earth to send with your email address and your, your domain. And it's all good. You can just use it. <laughs> and it was like, that's that doesn't sound like an option to me <laughs> like you basically want us to like remove all protections on the domain on the mail service and everything for like 72 hours just to try or set up this this thing so in the end we we, we rolled back all the dns changes and uh, waiting now waiting 72 hours to set it up again because before that there's no way to do it it's well yeah it's frustrating but um overall um i'm optimistic about like getting everything centralized and in, in in place and finally having shared team calendars and dedicated work calendars and and all of that so overall i'm still optimistic that it will <laughs> make things a lot easier than they are right now so yeah that's my story of of this week and last week i guess <clears throat> Interestingly, though, I actually have a Google Workspace. I think it's called, is it called, isn't it called G Suite now? Anyway, maybe it's over to Workspace. Is that the new? Yeah, it's G over Suite? to Workspace. Okay. Yeah. It was G Suite for a while and now it's Google Workspace. Yeah. <laughs> but on my personal um, domain, kind of my personal email, I've had, I've had it since so forever, since so long that they are not charging me money. Like ah, I nice. can do whatever I want on on that one without. It's like one of these grandfathered in or grandmothered in uh, things where as long as I don't like start making big changes, they <laughs> everyone is just keeping quiet about me being on there for absolutely free. But then of course, being the good girl I am, I when I 
started, you know, another business or more of a business, you know, domain, I created a new one and that one I have to pay for. So I, I have been yes. wondering if I should just like migrate everything to my personal one and just have aliases for all the domains. Cause that's what I do on that business account uh, instead of creating, you know, whenever I buy yeah. a new, do new domain and start a new project, I've learned not to start a new account, <laughs> <laughs> but I add it as a, a alias domain in the, um, in the Lily Labs workspace so that you can like email me at use power at Lily Labs or at Lily apps or what other ones do yeah. I have? Ray codes. <laughs> All of them are just into the same um, email. But yeah, so I'm yeah. on a free version and I, on a forever free version of uh, Google workspace. Nice. Mm. I mean, in the end, it's not that expensive. I think I we're know. on the starter package, which is yeah. like $6 per user per month, which is, it's fine. It's so little that remember to turn on yearly plan because otherwise you have to find those little invoices every freaking month for $6 and you don't <laughs> want that. That's my big tip. Yeah. Always go yearly so you can spend less time on your accounting. Yes, totally. That's that's a good tip. Um, by the way, the other fun fact that we found out later on is... Um, in addition to DKIM records not being available until 72 hours in, YouTube is also not available until 72 hours in. <laughs> so when one of us goes to YouTube now, it's like, nope, YouTube's like, you're not allowed to go on YouTube. Like you have to wait at least three days before we allow you on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> and you can't switch to more like to your like personal YouTube account. I have so no, many you YouTube can't. accounts. At least, at least you can't on YouTube. Um, so uh, you basically go to YouTube and it's a an error page and that's it. Like there's no <laughs> buttons, no links, no nothing. This is why the you're so optimistic. To... Yeah, right. <laughs> you, have, just like... you, you have no you have time to code because there's no YouTube. <laughs> True. Maybe maybe that's like they're probably like, don't use YouTube in the first 72 hours because you need all that time setting up the account anyways. <laughs> because like there's a million settings. Go spend your time over there. Um, but like the only way around is like to to go to Gmail or whatever, mm -hmm. sign out of all Google accounts you mm -hmm. signed in, then go to YouTube and then sign in with the non-work account or whatever and like slowly add them back up in there. It's it's a mess. <laughs> I feel like Workspaces, G Suite, Google for Small Businesses, which was the original name, I think. Um, yeah. I think they have some legacy code. I'm pretty sure about that, yes. Because things are getting increasingly hard or met, like it's hard to figure out like how do you merge accounts? I wanted to create a new YouTube channel. I didn't want it to be personal. And you hear these horror stories of, of people trying to like migrate their youtube channel and it's just gone <laughs> and stuff like that so there's 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 obviously yeah. some legacy stuff going on that they don't have fully under um full control over yeah or full understanding of i think yeah i mean the good thing is like these days at least it feels like you can switch accounts on most pages like obviously not all of them but i i, I can think back a couple of years where depending on where you were going, there was no way to switch accounts or even log out or anything, which is like stuck in a redirect loop mm -hmm. that didn't bring you anywhere. And 
I feel like that part's gotten a little bit better, but um but yeah, that reminds me I should check my G- Gmail account. I haven't checked my Gmail account in maybe <laughs> forever. Because I think I have one <laughs> that was connected. Because you couldn't get YouTube with your business accounts or your G Suite accounts or whatever we <laughs> workspace account. So I still had to keep my regular old Gmail to be able to be on YouTube. Anyway. Not yeah. that interesting for folks, but that's how it is when you've been online for too long. Things get complicated. Yes, yes, yes. I'm also not looking forward to migrating all our calendars and calendar invites and scheduled events over to the new calendar. But, well, we'll figure it out. It's going to be fine. <laughs> it's going to be fine. You're optimistic. <laughs> I also forgot in my update, I wanted to uh, shout out to Pascal who wrote or quote tweeted one of our updates about how he enjoyed me referencing the uh, Stephen Pressfield's The Resistance as a way to determine if an idea is important and should be pursued. I felt it felt uh, very motivating that you noticed that and (laughs) quote tweeted and it says, go on, Benedicta. And I said, I will. (laughs) Muscle emoji or no, (laughs) fist bump emoji. So this is happening. <laughs> Pow is happening. Nice. Cool. Yes. Well then, I guess that's <laughs> it for this week. Um, have that's a it. very nice microconf. I'm a little bit jealous. I had a ticket and I decided not to go. Um, but I'm starting to regret it as usual, as one does with like You can still go. You can still <sighs> go. I had my reasons for not going and they haven't really changed. So yeah. um, Okay. So I'm I'm not going, but yeah. I'm looking from over here with a with a with a sad uh, sad face <laughs> and uh, wishing you a good time there. Um, As I so. kind of yoloed this whole thing by applying for the scholarship, um, I was like, it's probably going to be good. But after talking to you, and every time you're like, well, you shouldn't have to record a podcast because you need to be with the people, and you, you know, I feel like okay, this is going to be more fun than I thought. So if it turns out not to be fun, it's your fault because my expectations were pretty low, and you raised <laughs> them a lot. So I'll report. Ah, uh, microphone that... people, please, <laughs> please help me with those like. Have a, have a good time. Yes, that would be <laughs> awesome. Um, so I guess I see some of you in, in person uh, this coming week. And the rest of you, see you on the interwebs. Bye. Bye.